No corona allowed. The Rona. Uh, all I right, think he just took Ma- a fat hit, but. <laughs> mic check, one, two, hey. Ben Carroll here. Rebecca on the mic. And Rob coming at you with those sonic landscapes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so, uh, any and all, uh, hosted on the MIC leaving passive flyers throughout tonight, get ready for some mind blowing content, guys. We got a good one for you. Uh, from Music Chopsters, just plain old shooting the shit. This is yet another uh, BRB exclusive with a brilliant and funny co-host crew. Um, that was the wrong Why sound. Why is he laughing? I don't it's know. What's joke. so funny about that? It's okay. I'll put on this metal song. because. Joke. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, this was something that I chose for... We were debating on an intro song, and this is uh, kind of what we landed on. Exactly. It's kind of our vibe. I'll turn it up. Rob, you gotta do your your metal voice. I don't have one. 101.1 The Sound. We're coming at you with some... (laughs) (laughs) Screams. All right, enough of that. (laughs) Let's put this on in the background. All right. um, What are we talking about, Ben? Well, I I was thinking, you know, it's it's been a while since we've been on the mic, and uh, a lot of shit's happened. Um... And a series of crazy events. Oh my. Series of crazy events. I ended up with a Cadillac. That is true. Um, and Becca landed with a badass Prius that gets like 40 miles to the gallon. Yep. Prius gang. Prius gang. Where woo-woo. you at? I was a Prius gang. Now I'm a Cadillac gang. Caddy gang. Caddy gang. CTS. Why does everybody woo-woo. hate... On the real though, why does everyone hate Priuses? I don't know. I think it's the... I think... Are they just jealous they don't get that much mileage? It's because they're <laughs> environmental and people are like, fuck the environment. No, there's like, why would why would you care? I, too many people I know just don't give a shit. <laughs> One more car isn't going to do any more damage to the environment. <laughs> oh god dude you totally gotta get a sample of muscle man saying my mom <laughs> your version is like so extra <laughs> like, he's being torn, raped, dude. like he's being torn apart by aliens or something oh my god <laughs> Are we allowed to smoke a bowl in there? Is that something that we do here? Yeah, we. You guys can do that. Awesome. Just avoid the mic, like you told me. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah, like, no dying. No. no. Yeah, don't want anybody to think we we got Rona. Shut up and listen to this. I think that'd be a cool podcast, though. Like four people that are, that have been diagnosed with Corona that have to sit in a room together and basically <laughs> just sweat it out. Just sweat, sweat wait, wait, wait. it out. I got, I got something for this. Oh wait, no. Technical difficulties. A podcast 
four unlikely guests come together for a week of Corona quarantine. Pestilence. <laughs> and weakness and compromised immune systems. And they bond over their losses. And together they pull in they pull their resources together and they they equal one whole immune system. <laughs> and then they fight it off together. <laughs> they co- like it's like Power Rangers. They combine forces. <laughs> different separate segments. Yeah, it's like it's like Attack on Titan. It's like hand me some of those antibodies, boy. <laughs> Give me some of them. <laughs> <laughs> Give me them. Starting to feel wait, like wait. Corona is the plague, honestly, because uh, it's coming. It's coming back up. the The spike is going back up. By the way, in a world where nobody survives except Corona, it's just Corona. <laughs> Only Corona, 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 Coronavirus, Virus, Corona. In theaters near you. <laughs> that was, that was funny. I just thought of that. <laughs> corona, corona. Oh, but then you, then you have your donate to the ASPCA. For every dollar you donate, you get a free T-shirt that a kid in a sweatshop makes somewhere in Hong Kong. Donate now, and you'll get a free sample of this kid's hair. God. What if they actually like, like that'd be so twisted, dude? There's this show called Ninety Day Fiance, and I know you don't like it. <laughs> I, I know you don't like it. Okay, it's, okay. But there's this guy named Paul. You guys gotta go watch my man Paul, dude. He Paul, Paul. You gotta go watch my <laughs> man Paul, dude. He's he's pretty funny. He's alright. He's like if you <clears throat> took every thirty something incel and threw him in. And you, you, you know, made him into a mama's boy, and ma- then made him like super weird and eccentric. Oh no! <laughs> exactly. And OCD as fuck. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. T- oh boy! What yeah. a mess. Oh, with a criminal, with a criminal history. That of was the arsony. funniest part. Oh my god, dude! Part. What the? F- I, he didn't seem like, <laughs> like the person to have a record, and then he just was like, it's "Like, there's something I haven't told Karini yet." And I was like, "What?" Oh <laughs> shit! Uh, He's like, I have a criminal I record. Karini yet. <laughs> uh, I have a criminal record. And just, he just goes into it. Doesn't tell her that he has a criminal record in theaters. <laughs> Dude, I'm pretty sure that he got a, like, didn't she get pregnant or something? And then she, like, had a miscarriage on the show. That must be so depressing. You have a miscarriage, and then they film it, and then they make, like, a giant thing out of it, and you gotta watch it. Am I cynical, or what if they just created a fake pregnancy, and oh, then... Well, they probably they did. They probably did, honestly. I feel like the first one, she was late on her period, and then, like... They made some sort of excuses, like to why. Well, supposedly, I mean, we saw the scene where they supposedly went to the hospital. Seventy-three percent of all sound. people are aliens. That's a fact. So technically, that's proof. Was that Parker, bro? <laughs> yeah. What? Wait, what? <laughs> what? Seventy-three percent of all people are aliens. That's a fact, bruh. That's Parker, bro. <laughs> his, legacy, his, legacy his legacy lives, lives on. on. Trust us, we invented electricity. That was me. Okay, that's better. <laughs> I was like, I don't think his voice goes that deep. No. Boy! <laughs> Boy, that sure sounds good! 
Oh imagine, imagine this like the purge alarm it, or the purge uh yeah oh. the, pur- the purge uh, uh, uh siren or whatever it's like <laughs> oh sorry sec- hold on a sec <laughs> we interrupt this broadcast and bring you some, d- some dunk. What's a dunk, you ask? <laughs> Gravy. Dunk. Dipping. <laughs> Uncle Ned. He's kind of retarded. <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, you know, uh, that was actually on accident. <laughs> I am a self-proclaimed Trump supporter. Not! <laughs> Fuck Trump! You're scared. Oh, oh, Where did the crack cocaine kids? I'm Mickey! Oh. <laughs> I don't even know all the sounds I have on here. What's this, Saturday? Oh, this is a bad legacy. Look at me now, folks. Brian Butterfield. You know who that is. N- no. Oh, yeah, it's Josh. Yeah, it is. Oh, ew. <laughs> Yo, the one we do not speak of. Yeah, the forbidden one. <laughs> the forbidden. The forbidden one. I've never been laid in my life. <laughs> <laughs> what is a vagina? Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, Thank you. What is the poo? That was actually my dad. I, I recorded this as my dad. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It just like hey, progressively gets hey, deeper and deeper. Hey, cool it. What are you? Hey, Tony, guys. Tony. Cool it. <laughs> Dude, I went to a. Oh, wait. Coffee. R- coffee. Wait. Say one point of coffee. Remember, I wrote this for you guys. Welcome to Beyond Blue. <laughs> I'm Brian Butterfield. I am Brian Butterfield, and I like eccentric hobbies. And to speak smoothly and meaninglessly. <laughs> this part's kind of gnarly. Drum solo. I think this took me like, like just on the computer, this took me probably like an I like maybe two hours, three hours. Oh yeah, I created a whole stinger set for you. A whole what? It's, it's called a stinger set. It's this, this kind of stuff. Like I just created a bunch of stuff like that. Oh, okay. Like transition. Yeah. Thing? Stinger. Very, very yeah. cool. That's what they call them, stingers? Oh, yeah. So um, I'd like to mention to the audience who are still listening, uh, hopefully I haven't bored you to death. Um, um, We have a new graphic artist um, for the show. His name is Robert Hedgedorn, and he he comes from Santa Barbara. And boy, is he talented. Um, Soon enough, uh, you're going to end up seeing some of his stuff on our website and the uh, BRB podcast uh, anchor page is also going to be all platforms are going to 
have that new uh, logo. Um, it's very important that you stay tuned, support our show. Uh, we do have a donations uh, thing available on the anchor.com website. Make sure to do that. Donation of $10 can go a, a freaking long way. It's really important that you do that for us because it helps keep us on air. On that note, I think you just blew out my goddamn ear hole. My ear hole. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. That, that almost sounded like my uh, muscle man impression. <laughs> my neighbors was, hate me. It, it, it was so loud that you could hear it echoing. Cat looks concerned. Yeah, he's a little weird. I mean, I would be too. I'd be like, what the fuck is going on with these people? What's up with these giant cats and why do they meow so strange? Yeah, apparently, apparently cats register humans as giant clumsy cats. Is that right? That's what I read. And then I guess they see in like blue and yellow. Yeah, they're not actually colorblind. They have like a limited color, color palette. I see. <laughs> color palette. <laughs> I know what he means. Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> I know. What, you know, I know what you mean too. I use the word. I mean, technically that's true. Bro. Technically that's true. Yeah. Please I just. Oh, spectrum. I think color spectrum. Color spectrum that works yeah. too. Yeah. They both work. Like I had this cat that I knew couldn't see the color red. His name was Cody, and at the time I lived um, in Thousand Oaks. I was. Oh. Actually, I think I read that they see in reds. Remember that? And I was like, that's weird that your cat couldn't see. Yeah, red. I had this cat that can't. I had this cat that it was. He must. I don't know if he was colorblind, but he just couldn't see red. He, he, it just seemed mixed in with other colors. Like he just couldn't see it. Oh, weird. Yeah. Strange. Strange. Although what's weird is like apparently like snakes experience things completely differently than humans. Like, first of all, they have horrible vision, so they rely on their infrared. They see an infrared. They see an infrared and heat signature. Um, exactly. Yeah, and they have um, they have four uh, four olfactory glands, so they have four senses of smell. Gland. Gland. Is someone singing next door? Trying to find out. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I thought they were. Know. I thought they were either dead or gone. I, 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 I mean, I ho- uh, look. I don't wish death upon anyone. No, no death. No death. Death but is bad. I Very definitely bad. hope they're gone. Very bad. <laughs> death is bad. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He well, he, he did like try. He's to like, get, well, he did get uh, Rob's face and threaten to attack him. So. Uh, dude, he wouldn't last. Well, in a parallel oh universe, no, definitely You don't not. even need to wish death upon someone in another universe or in another reality he's not alive he doesn't exist but then or, again we might not either so. and in a different one he's a completely tolerable reasonable nice guy who probably says hi to us in the morning as we're walking past <laughs> we but, can only wish <laughs> and hope and i'd love to be able to travel through these and just check it out <clears throat> stoner thoughts. <laughs> Becca over here. Oh, I thought that was the sound clip. No, that was actually her. That was a real one. Yeah. We a live stone in her natural habitat. Tasty. Ugh. Ugh. 
<laughs> Play this record as frequently <laughs> as possible. Yeah. What were your topics, Benjamin? Well, button. Well, first and foremost, I wanted to uh, let everyone know that I'm, I want to celebrate knowing Rob officially for 20 years this year. 20 years. What's the term for it's two decades? Well, there's, I've known you for almost six months, Ben. What about me, Ben? <laughs> half a uh, year. Woo! It up. Our half year friend versary, bro. Friend versary, dude. Yeah. <laughs> right this second. Aren't you Mr. Cool Cat? <laughs> Aren't you Mr. Cool Cat? Aren't you Mr. Cool Cat? <laughs> the way Rob does it's, it well, is perfect. Rob's catchphrase, technically. <laughs> we got it from him, so. And you two say the word love instead of love. Yeah, we got some baby talk. Let's uh, not expose us. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, I mean, there's. Oh shit! I just, <laughs> dropped, I just dropped all the weed. Oh God shit! Damn it! <laughs> He's just it, like okay. Gah. It was like one bowl's worth, all right? <laughs> Sadness. <laughs> there's no way we're getting that back. Yeah. Fatality. Oh, it's on this side. Yeah. Cool. Whichever side the logo's on. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's not. It has a it has a, a a setting where you can do that, mm. but you don't you need it in cardioid because you're not you're not playing an instrument. Oh, you know what, Rob? I guess twenty years is called a score. Oh, according to that's how okay. You guys have been friends for a score, a whole score, an entire score, <laughs> one full score. <laughs> what? So, four score and seven years ago. Or 20, 40, 60, 87 years ago. Wow. Oh, I see. So, that's why they put that in there. Four score and seven, seven years, years ago. ago. Uh, yeah. Full fathers. The cloud. Something, something, something. Hey, Rob, grab your, hey, Rob grab your acoustic. It's got a broken string. I don't yeah, care. Remember? It's in... You can do something. Like, Dude, get... come on. He's got a restring <laughs> that guitar, honestly. I mean, you could play your, like... Actually, if you put your hollow body uh, electric up to the condenser mic... You could just play, yeah, your electric. Yeah. But he doesn't have to play the hollow body. You can play his Dan. I, f I like it when he plays with Dan. So there you that go. Sounds nice. All right, get on your Dan. Go, 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 go. Play this record so as frequently as possible. Go, 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 go. He doesn't like being put on the spot, I guess. Well, I just want it to be, I want it to actually be connected and hear the, that know, makes sense. That all the sense. effects and I don't want it to be this thin, wavy, wavery, I don't know. It just doesn't sound the same. That's true. Yeah. It diminishes its strength. It's, it diminishes the strength. <laughs> don't laugh at me. <laughs> What's so funny? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Uh. What you say? What you say? Uh. What? Yeah. yeah. What's uh. up? Yeah. Uh. I'm a smoke a bowl, and I'll tell you whoa. I'm saying all the things you wanna know. Yeah. Uh. I wanna get in the club. Just couldn't. I don't even know how to dance. What up? Uh. <laughs> Yo, Benny B on the mic on the MIC. I don't know what I see. Not rapping because I don't care. No. I don't care. No. <laughs> 
Okay, I'm good. Yeah, I low key. I've only ever rapped once, and I was like, I was like dabbed the fuck out. <laughs> I don't even. And then it was a good verse too. I've never done it before, and I will never do it again. That's my legacy. It must In a live world on. Where Becca rapped, it was quite amazing. The sight was unearthly. People never heard it again. Her name was Becca. She claimed from Planet Zugorg. Her real name is Garlorth, Lord of Doom. Adventure. In theaters new. I don't know. That was good. <laughs> that was pretty funny. I just wanted to be quiet so they could feel the full effect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rob was over there like. I was like, what is he doing into the mic right now? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> It's like a Attila. You, you, guys see, you guys sound like creatures from the abyss. No. <laughs> uh, not exactly, sir. No. No, we're not going to do that. Dude, what do you think of this freaking election? Um, They're both gay. Well, yeah. We elected someone One's who's just more gay than the other. Slightly less incompetent, but still incompetent for different reasons. I think that uh, it's a best case scenario, but at the same time, it's um, it's a little discouraging being somebody who's on the progressive left side of the spectrum, dealing with a moderate Republican, right, more or less, and. Uh, I think I think anyone that's educated enough on the policies realizes that it's it's kind of a shit show either way. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, as much as we can. Put uh, yeah, how do you think? How do you think the this the uh, um, Becca? This this question is for you because both Biden and Trump had different stances on their focus on on um, mental health awareness. Um, what do you think is going to happen? With all this going on. I mean, I hope he puts funding towards uh, mental health awareness. Supposedly, um, uh, there was a prop just passed for the stem cell research. Yeah. Um, but also, a- there were supposed to be funds allocated to um, Alzheimer's research and different brain diseases. So hopefully that helps um, on the mental health awareness side mm-hmm. of things. Um, I just... Like going back to what, what Rob was saying, I just wish there were more candidates for the progressive love. They're just like they're either bought out or pushed out, um, mm-hmm. and I think that's what I would want to change mostly. That's absolutely true, and I think for me, um, I remember when they they lo- they cut funding a lot for the arts programs at school at schools, and that drove me. F- freaking crazy i got very upset at that because i'm a piano player i've been playing piano since i was two i can't not be around the arts that's important. well it's interesting because they cut off they cut funding for a lot of uh, art programs and extra because they said it wasn't necessary curricular activities but then they allocated those funds to uh 
remodeling the school's const- like uh, construction. Well, and was, that that to me, I don't understand. Like, yeah, my school was fine. The structural integrity, like it's not like it was falling apart. They didn't need a. They they went in there and they were just doing a whole shit ton of landscaping, like thousands and thousands of. I know they built a whole statue out of freaking a whole sta- statue of a lancer made of metal spoons. Like okay, that's a little extra. And like, it's like as tall as this root, like, and it's huge, and it's metal. It's all spoons. Well, you also probably went to you. You were you Thousand Oaks Thousand High Oaks. School. Yeah, so that's a little different than Royal High School in Simi Valley. <laughs> like, I mean, Royal it was just a normal high school, but they started landscaping, like, and they they started changing the entire school while they were still cutting funding for like extracurricular activities. Basically. Right. It was. I was very like confused. <laughs> I was like, that's what you guys are spending school money on? It just just seems politically motivated because there's no sense in it. Yeah. There's no sense in it. Not in the large scale. Like, yeah, there are are isolated areas with schools that need better structural integrity to you know, I yes, mean, to, poor be fair, areas and- to be fair, though, Royal is kind of a sports. It's not it's not so much a, a performing performing arts. I still think it's valuable. I still think that we we need funding for those programs. I just think that it's not on a high list of priorities for somewhere like Royal. High, well, that's fine. Where their but emphasis is like athletics. OK, but kids, but kids like live in, in that area who are who live in that direct immediate area are designated to that school. And that's any kid no matter if they're like artsy or not. So I feel like our kids should be able to have those options is what I'm saying. I agree. I I think it should just be a sports school. Yeah, but people argue, well, that's what we have private schools for. It's what we have magnet schools for. Why are we going to spend this excess money? And and, and it's a shame. Why why is excess money spent on sports then? Because that's the same argument. Because they can get more, um, there's more, there's more, they get more monetary like benefits, I think, from a better sports. Well, team because it's getting, a bigger, it's a big industry. That's why. Yeah. They, they, and they, there's a pipeline from like <laughs> athletics to scholarships. Exactly. To, exactly. Because they want more. They want people to boost the capital of of, of sports playing. Literally. Mm-hmm. Quite literally. Yep. <laughs> and they want the accolades. They want to be able to say that their team. They're, a, they're superior and like in in most days like i mean obviously it varies depending on what school you go to but i just don't see the emphasis being in the arts and it's never really been so that's probably something i wish but that's I what hope the, yeah it's what the country is built on but i don't think that's what it should be you know yeah. yeah no i definitely think i agree with that i agree with it i it was i felt like an outcast at royal because like even though there was performing arts and there was uh a community, I guess, a sense of community. It was very small, very niche, and it felt like uh, people didn't really care like about our concerts or our performances, except for like extended family and like um, mostly just who family and, and, and people. people who are your friends. Not like, it wasn't like people went out of their way to go to these events, and right? they don't go out of their way to promote these events either. I right, feel like it's right. they take a backseat to like, oh, let's go to the game Friday and no, it's only- Royal versus Simi. It's going to be this huge bloodbath, like, right? The only time we ever like heard the choir basically was at um, <coughs> rallies. <laughs> really, you know, like yeah, That's I mean, so funny. they never really even had events that were hosted at Royal after I think a certain point. Yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, it's intentional that they're they're. Uh, 
I don't know. I like the Trump administration in particular and like the GOP will find any reason, any reason to cut or gut these programs that are, um, are beneficial and they'll argue that it's for, Oh, well we got to worry about the deficit or we've got to worry about, um, <clears throat> our budget, you know? And, and when in reality we spend all this money on war, we spend all this money on, um, I mean, just pointless things that we could be investing into, you know, education or absolutely into, into fine arts and and healthcare and healthcare, <laughs> basic necessities that are still argued about to this day, which it's, is which is interesting. Inter- international, it's not. That's an, yeah, that's a whole other. It's it's discussion, not even. But I mean, it all goes hand in hand with uh, how uh, capitalism is a uh, garb. <laughs> well, because it, it, capitalism says if it doesn't produce capital, then it's kind of like inherently worthless in this society, not in, well in the system. So it's like with fine arts, um, unless it can generate a lot of income for you or it can make you famous, um, then it's they, not valued. Yeah. It's not valued for what it is, for what the it is. The best example of what's valued and what's not from an income standpoint is look at what the IRS has to say about, about returns if you're a traveling musician. That says it all right there yeah it's like a way to delegitimize your practice and be like well if you're gonna have this kind of job you're gonna pay out the wazoo yeah absolutely and and you know incentivizes people to but, do those but you know there are private funds or i don't know and for you for all those listening out there there are also private funds um like bonds and and stuff like that and uh, grants is a better word for it for musicians who aren't playing who whose only source of income was playing music, there are actually bonds and, and grants for that. You can apply, send them your music, send them the venues you played at and how much, and, and, and they'll work with you. And, you know, um, some of these programs are very beneficial. I haven't done it myself for God knows what reason. I probably should have. But for all those musicians out there who, who you know, are, who it's your only source of income. You're doing it because you love it. And that's what you want to make money doing. Then go check these scholarships. These they're grants, but go check them out. You can go search up um, musicians grants online. And uh, yeah, I think it's really important that you guys do that. Wouldn't it be great if we lived in a society that looked at things like, Oh, well somebody enjoys doing this and it benefits their life. And, by extension, it benefits all the people around them because they're making a positive impact on others. Why is it that money has to even be factored into the equation when you could make... Because you're a snowflake, that's why. <laughs> Not. Dude, making fun of uh, old boomers people. that only know that one insult. Oh, snap. You didn't know? I'd say half of the workforce, if not more than half of the workforce, feels pressured to go into whatever line of work they're in. And on most of the people that, I mean, there are still people that pursue their dreams and pursue certain career paths, but I'd say that it's, it's few and far between. There are certain industries that you're encouraged to go into because they make you a lot of money. And <clears throat> that always seems to be the factor. So, I mean, I like the idea of people getting grants or getting scholarships or getting like some sort of incentives as an artist because one that might be their only way to make an income more or right now at least or at the time for the time being you know all like this corona shit yeah exactly um and also i think that just giving them 
a hand up, not a handout, which is, I just hate that's, all Yeah. That, I mean, that's what a handout actually yeah. is. It's a handout. Boy. I mean, honestly, you know, like a lot of, it, it stems from like parenting, to be honest with you. Like a lot of parents push their children to do things that they don't want to do because it, it, like there's like an inherent fear of like, uh, it, yeah, basically, you know, it's like working class money, victimization. No money equals no worth. Well, not society. only that, but parents fear that their children will won't secure a future for themselves, and they'll basically be resigned to the same fate as their parents well, when it comes to their money. Like so, so they'll tell their kids, like, "Well, this isn't like a feasible career path for you, or this isn't gonna you. Uh, it's unlikely you're gonna be living on tips, this and that, and the other. You're gonna hear that kind of shit. Yeah, and yeah. you're gonna be constantly discouraged from doing what you're at, what might be your calling, just because of the system in place and just because of the way that people view how it systematically how the system systematically impacts um how easy it is to get by doing what you love Uh, for example i wanted to take a gap year so i could travel and my dad forced me to stay home and go to school oh wow i was 17 i don't understand like why i couldn't take a gap year like it's not like i was like 19 going on 20 and i wanted to take a gap year mm-hmm. you know like that's the thing i find annoying is Dude, like my mom was so messed up when it came to when i took a gap year she basically told me i was throwing my life away <laughs> dude yeah that's i guess that's the narrative for parents i didn't know that but that's what it seems and then here we are i still don't have a degree and i'm doing better than i've been doing in a while i mean just because i i don't necessarily have a degree doesn't mean i can't provide for myself granted it makes it a little bit more difficult but some people just don't have the time and the resources to go to school go to work and maintain the rest of their lives i just think it's kind of like if we're gonna give out we should just make uh, at least community college tuition free, like get people's oh, yeah. foot in the door and be able to get an associate's degree. With I think your GE should be free. Yeah, no, I think it's well, uh, well, at least uh, tax subsidized. Yeah, I think I think it should be tax subsidized. I don't mind paying for that if it means I can get. If it means like I let's say let's say in twenty years from now I have a kid and he wants to go to college. Well, I want him to be able to go to college. And if, if it's subsidized by that time and he can just go and get his GE taken care of, get his associates. Uh, People that, just don't have the money to pay $2,000 a semester to, to, it's even, ridiculous. to even go to community college. Like, Yeah, it's ridiculous. Well, it's a business now. It's not, it's not really for, it's not for the sake of education. I mean, obviously there are, there, I am an advocate for education. I am an advocate for education, but I do think there are different ways to obtain knowledge. No, I'm not even discouraging. I'm like education is valuable and it should be something that um, we're pushing on people, but in a way that where where it's achievable or it's attainable right now, like I said, it's kind of pay to play and there is an income bracket that just doesn't go to college or doesn't finish high school. And it's just because they don't have the, the basic necessities the to get through their lives. And so they kind of, throw school to the wayside and that's kind of what has happened to like everybody in my teaching, family i mean teaching needs to be reformed anyways i mean the way the, the whole process the school is structured needs to be reformed they 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 modeled school back in the day for children to teach them how to work in lines for factories did you know that 
Yeah, that's why the desks are yep. everything. Yep. That's why they teach them as one class so they don't have any any mind for themselves. It's it's structured in a way that um, society back then was was ruled by the teacher. And yep, you that's know, true. And it and was there's, yeah. And there's a way to measure proficiency and a way to pr- uh, measure growth. Like you can be proficient in a subject and you can excel at that subject and get good grades for it. <laughs> but you could also struggle in a subject but over a period of time grow in that subject. I th- That's the cat. Sorry, guys. That's our mascot over there. I think we shouldn't be penalizing kids who have, uh, you know, a math disability or um, struggle with whatever. English or, or, be punished or for science your, or anything like that. No like, punishment for shortcomings. That is fucked up. Excuse yeah. my language, but no, it is. It's it, messed up. It is. And even if. Even if they got a D, I think they deserve the units. And if anything, they could take a tutoring. Like there can be. If, if, if a D, here's my thing. I would be, I would, if I were a, a principal, I'd say D is passing, but it requires supplemental week, learning, supplemental learning in, in, in addition, maybe like a week during the summer and that's it. Yeah. No, I mean, even not once like, a week. Not like summer school. Cause that shit's bullshit. Even once a week to go to a tutor or a mentoring program at the school where somebody is. And they show improvement and it doesn't have to be like linear. That's what it I It needs don't to be one-on-one. Like Europe has a system where it's a one-on-one. Uh, there, The classes are a lot smaller and especially in like Finland, FinEd, it's known for their education. They have a very individualized approach and treat treat negative behavior differently and shortcomings differently. And they have an inclusive system rather than... than Exclusive, yeah. Exclusive, making... Yeah, like, yeah, basically. Well, I mean, I think that when it comes to classes that people struggle with, they should be given the option of a pass or a fail and with a fail i feel like with absolute zero attendance absolute zero percent of the assignments being done then yeah fail somebody but like because they're obviously not putting forth yeah, when the they effort. don't give a shit they don't give yeah. that's diff- and, different and but at the same time when there is somebody who is struggling and somebody who has a deficit in whatever subject or category as long as they're making the effort and as long as they're uh, doing the assignments and as long as they're you know like they also should be you know all open and honest about about how they're struggling and and a teacher should respond to that i don't think a lot of teachers do i think a lot of teachers just push kid, kids aside when they say i need help because it's not worth it's not worth the <laughs> it's not worth the the struggle their effort or because time. It, they're not being compensated fairly for it so like but it's still i mean i don't know i feel like yeah, they definitely should be compensated for it. But to go into that profession, I feel like you have to have a want to help kids. I don't know. I agree. I think. But I mean, then again, that goes back to the whole being pushed into a career thing. Because, I mean, a lot of people are pushed into the teacher career path. Well, the whole thing. College. Yep. College is where exactly. they try to oh, yeah. to be a teacher. Oh, yeah. They, they say, well, stay in your master's program, get a doctorate, and join us. My, you know? My, my philosophy teacher join. wanted join me. Join us. <laughs> my philosophy really? teacher was con- trying to convince me to become a philosophy major just so I could potentially become a philosophy well it's because it's because you're you're very i'm sure you you're very good at philosophy well i mean like you seem like well because your mind is just very philosophical sometimes Mm -hmm. literally i did decent in that class and i was happy that i got a good grade i mean like like i said i well she was encouraging you to become like in humanities i'll kick ass in english i'll kick ass and 
in history, great, I'll do awesome. But then when you come when it comes to like like chemistry or I think you'd even do good in like algebra, law, babe. If yeah, you do well, good in that. But, yeah. But those things like as long as you don't pass these prerequisites, these requirements by law, by the state for you to get your degree, then you're not gonna get it. And sometimes it's someone's like Achilles heel, like math, like it it for whatever reason, every math um, course I've taken, unless I have like a very, um, concerned, uh, attentive present teacher, like I don't pass because they're not, it, it's clear they don't care who I am. It's clear that my growth in this subject doesn't matter. Right. And but you also are probably a certain type of learner as well. Everyone learns differently. Some people learn visually better, um, auditory better. I learn auditory better. I learn better with my ears and eyes. I feel like a lot of musicians do. Ears and eyes. It's my thing. Touch is okay. Like, I'll figure it out. But I play piano, so touch isn't necessarily my my go-to when I'm trying to learn something. I, I'm watching how it works, and I listen. And that's how, that's how I figure things out. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody has, you know, a left or a right brain. And I think that we need to cater to... <clears throat> You know the different groups of people, and I have left brain, which is like a lot of uh, logic and like I want to say lo- I mean logistical. I mean like as in somebody who's good at math, good at science, good at um, right analyzing situations. There's a song by Bo Burnham off of his stand <laughs> Bo Burnham dude and it's 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 about the left and right brain but the first thing that the left brain says is like I am the left brain I am the left brain work very hard into my inevitable death brain you got a job to do you better do it right and something with the left brain's might and then the right one is like I like Oreos and pussy and, then <laughs> like, and I almost cried for an hour after watching Toy Story 3 I am the right brain what? <laughs> I have feelings <laughs> so good <laughs> okay I think that's like really inaccurate because that's not how I think no I'm saying your left brain calculative and logical yeah that's not how I think at all well, that's what the left brain does. So Not at all. Brain. Yeah, it is. You just said that it has to do with getting a job. I don't see how that's the case. No, you got a job. You better do it right. Like when it comes to like. Well, like you do things making. right. Like yeah. when you clean the dishes, you're like, you do it right. There's a method. And like with the left brain, it's very methodical. I guess I'm both then because I'm I think emotional. everybody. I think it's on a spectrum. I think it's on a spectrum for both. <laughs> yeah, I'm hella emotional. So I don't know about well, all that. Your right brain, yeah. We're we're both left and right. It's like it's like it's not even based on a percentage of each. It's they could both be a hundred. They could both be fifty. Who knows the science behind it? Don't I'm gonna don't. look it up right now. Actually, yeah, that's that's interesting. Let's bruh. You always have to be right with me. No, I don't. I'm just trying to find. It'll be it'll be good because we'll have let me. Theory is that people are either left-brained or right-brained, meaning that one side of their brain is dominant. If you're mostly analytical and methodical in your thinking, you're said to be left-brained. If you tend to be more creative or artistic, you're thought to be right-brained. 
Can someone be both right and left brain? I think so. Uh, both hemispheres are capable of all the different faculties, but a pure left-hander will have a bias to use the right hand as a right. Well, that will like it can contr- control some of your nervous system too, right? Like your like your. Uh, oh, so automatically somebody who's a left-hander is usually a right-brain person. But I'm not. Like I, I'm not left-handed. That's not true. Then that must be like that's probably subjective. That's, that's probably one of those wacky statistics. You know what I mean? It's probably just a statistic. All right. So I have a few questions. Um, I wrote them down. Let me uh lock this here. Alright, so actually, we'll be right back, guys. Stay tuned, don't flake on us, and we'll be back in just a second. So, so apparently what we were just talking about is a complete myth. Oh, New okay. studies have revealed that actually both that, that both halves of the brain work together um, when subjects uh, such as math are this uh, are the strongest. Okay. So that makes sense. Well, on that note, we have to wrap up the show. Um, play that again. actually. Let's uh, let's put on this one. Oh, not Alex Jones. Bring that new beat. Smoother than your grandpa's head. Damn right. <laughs> what the fuck? Nope, not it. There we go. That's my ending song. Alright. Um, so, I'd like to thank my co-hosts, Rob and Becca, guys. Hey, Hey. It's Rob and Becca. We're signing off for the evening. It was a great time. All right. Had a good time talking to you guys. And I'd like to... uh, Wow, that's a lot. (laughs) I'd like to thank my radio heroes, uh, Howard Stern and Adam Carolla. And uh, once again, my excellent co-host. My call to action is be creative and joyful at home using art and music. Um... Becca, what's the benefit to being creative at home using art and music? <laughs> um, you know, it'll, it'll make you feel uh, better. Uh, you know, uh, it's brought me out of some dark times, so I hope it get, helps you guys as well. And what about you, Rob? What's the benefit that you get from music? 
stimulation of your mind. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'd say for me, it just calms me. It puts me in a zen zone. Exactly. If I may. All right. So shout out to my family, all the hard workers with Public Works with all this uh, COVID shit. And to Ove's Records, my buddy and excellent producer, Concept. I'm going to quote this and here we go. At peace. Best it gets. Chaos all around me. The world is well. The human's sick. High hopes ahead. Stimulus package promising. Comes soon. Falls the virus for good. A strong future ahead. Perhaps a rough pathway there. Eventually a change shall come. And I quote, this too shall pass. I'd like to thank my family and all the listeners. And here's what's next. We have a special guest coming on. I'm not going to tell you names, but it's a big name. And I'm excited for you guys. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.